0: Welcome to the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you understand the Bible better so you can have a better relationship with God and what your pastor never told you.com, helping you navigate the end times so you can stand firm until the return of Christ. Get ready. This is not your average Bible study, this is not for the faint of heart. If it's controversial and in the Bible, we'll talk about it. We are unashamedly unabashedly, and unpredictably bringing out the truth in God's Word. And now, introducing your dynamic hostess with the mostess. She's an international speaker, author, and self-admitted nerd for the Word, Dana Crosby.
1: So are you ready to find out what your pastor probably didn't tell you about the book of Revelation, chapter 6? That's coming up next.
0: Make sure to visit WhatYourPastorNeverToldYou.com.
1: Hey everybody, this is Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Welcome to Bible study today. If you haven't yet, if you're new here, consider subscribing down below because we do videos approximately three times a week and you are not going to want to miss out of a single video from our prophecy series. Right now we are in the middle of our prophecy series and we are, and I just want to thank you guys for making this series so wildly popular, it's so exciting to me that you guys love the book of Revelation and the prophets as much as I do. I sure enjoy bringing this content to you guys. Before we go ahead and get started, we're going to just cover real quickly our ground rules. Number one, um, we are probably going to disagree on some of these subjects as we go through the book of Revelation, and that is fine. I don't care so much if you disagree with me, but what I really want is that we remain humble and teachable to the word of God, that we don't have the ideas of man, that we are not holding on to the ideas of man, um, these fairy tales that men have created, but instead that we are holding firm to the word of God because the book of Revelation was given, as Jesus told us, it was given so that we could understand the things that are about to soon take place. We need to know this stuff or God would not have given it to us. So it behooves us to study it. And also the Bible tells us that we receive a blessing for studying it. The one who reads the words aloud, as well as the one who hears the words, we all receive a blessing for studying this book. With that being said, I'm going to continue to love and respect you, even if you disagree with me, even when you disagree with me on certain issues within the book of Revelation. I ask the same thing, love and respect from you towards me. Um, but I do think that I know, I know from the scriptures that iron sharpens iron. So if you have found something in the scriptures different than what I have found, go ahead and cite the scripture reference down below. We would all like to benefit from that. And I will also cite scripture references to you because I do not want the opinions of man, I only want what the Word of God has to say. With that being said, I am so excited to bring to you Revelation chapter 6. So turn with me in the book of Revelation to chapter 6. Open up your Bibles. We're going to read these together. As we saw earlier, we've got John who is up in heaven receiving a vision from the Lord. Earlier on in chapter 5, we saw this amazing vision of the throne of God and this scroll with six seals on it that the Father was holding. And they were looking all over heaven and earth to find one who was worthy to open the scroll, to remove move the seals on the scroll and only one was found who was worthy and it was the Lamb of God who is also the Lion, the Messiah as we know from the tribe of Judah. So we're going to see what happens here. In chapter 6 verse 1, I watched as the Lamb opened the first of the seven seals and then I heard one of the four living creatures say in a voice like thunder, come. I looked and there before me was a white horse. Its rider held a bow and he was given a crown and he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. So we see here at the peeling back of the first seal, we have a rider going out on a horse, on a white horse, and this rider has a weapon. This rider has a bow. And now I've heard some people say that it matters that this bow did not have arrows with it. I don't think that's the case here. I think that there's a reason that he was given a bow is that he is a been given weapons of warfare, and it says that he rode out as a conqueror bent on conquest. So he's going out to conquer. And so to me, this is a rider of war. And um, that may or may not agree with things that you have heard before about that, but um, that is what I believe is indicated by these symbols. As well, he was given a crown, meaning he had authority and rulership. So someone who has authority and rulership that is going out to conquer other kingdoms When the lamb opened the second seal, I heard the voice of the living creature say, come. Then another horse came out, a fiery red one. Its rider was given power to take peace from the earth and to make people kill each other. To him was given a large sword. Now I have often heard that people assume that this... Is, a, is the one that is representing of war. But I don't see that actually here. It doesn't say that. It said that he was given the ability to take peace from the earth. And I know a lot of people oppose the idea, say that war and peace are opposites of each other. But we had seen that war was already the first one that has been given, the rider bent on conquest. What is happening here is that it says that he was coming to make people kill each other. So that's different than just war. That's actually speaking of violence. And so it says, to him was given a large sword. And we saw that when Jesus was talking about the end times and the beginnings of birth pangs in Matthew 24, that he actually said that the love of many would grow cold and that there was going to be this uptick in violence. And so that's what I think is happening here. The first one is the horse of war. And the second one is one about violence and bloodshed. You see that it's it's fiery red in the horse's fiery red in it's coloring. And so we see, um, I, I think that this is just talking about bloodshed and violence in general, not within the confines of a conquering situation like war is. You may disagree with me, and that's completely fine, but that's my understanding of it here. In verse 5, it says, When the Lamb opened the third seal, I heard the third living creature say, Come. I looked, and there before me was a black horse. Its rider was holding a pair of scales in its hands. And I heard what sounded like the voice among the four living creatures saying, two pounds of wheat for a day's wages and six pounds of barley for a day's wages and do not damage the oil and the wine. So the visual image that we're getting here is a scale. So like what you would weigh something on. So maybe you've seen the image um, like of justice holding her scales where on the one hand you've got you know, the the tipping scales that are there. And so that would have been commonplace in the old days or like when we go to the grocery store and you are buying vegetables and you have to put them on the scale to be weighed and then you find out how much you owe for those things, how much it costs based on the weight. And that's basically what's happening here is they're showing that wheat And barley, so the main building blocks for bread and things like that, are actually going to become very expensive. Instead of bread being very cheap, bread is going to be very expensive. And so this leads one to believe that there is going to be some type of a famine, um, a shortage of food, especially in the wheat and grain department but it says do not damage the oil and the wine and so that's saying that the grapes are going to continue to be plentiful the oil you know the olive oil that is going to continue to be plentiful those things are not going to be affected but it is going to affect main food sources such as barley and wheat. So that's what the third rider represents on his horse is a type of food shortage um, and the expense of food. When the lamb opened the fourth seal, I heard the voice of the fourth living creature say, come. I looked and there before me was a pale horse. Its rider was named Death and Hades was following close behind him. They were given power over a fourth of the earth to kill by sword, famine, and plague and by the wild beasts of the earth. And so we're seeing that there's going to be a lot more death that's going to be happening. And you see that the writer's name itself is death, and Hades is following close behind him. That they are going there's going to be killings by the sword, by famine, by plagues, and by the wild beasts of the earth. So, in a way, this kind of encapsulates some of what we already saw about the war and the killings and the violence. We saw about the famine. And then now in this last one, plagues and the wild beasts of the earth. So we see that death is going to increase with these seals. When he opened the fifth seal, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain because of the word of God and because of the testimony they had maintained. They called out in a loud voice, How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth and avenge our blood? Then each of them was given a white robe and they were told to wait a little longer until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters, were killed just as they had been. So this is another one of those scriptures that really flies in the face of the pre-tribulation idea or notion. Now, I know that many pre-tribulation people will say, well, the rapture happened before all of this, but these are people that came to faith after the rapture happened. Unfortunately, there isn't scriptural evidence that people are coming to faith during this season. In fact, as we continue to read throughout the book of Revelation, over and over, it says that the people of earth continue to rebel against God despite all of these things that happen. It doesn't talk about mass conversions that are happening. And when we look at what Jesus said in Matthew 24 in terms of the chronology of his return, his returns happens after these things that, that, is li- that are listed. And it also happens after them in the book of Revelation. So we see just a couple of the many scripture references that show that believers will be here during this season. And look at what they're told here. So it says, he sees these souls underneath the altar But it doesn't leave us in question about who the souls are. It says those who are slain because of the word of God and the testimony that they maintained. And Jesus told the disciples in Matthew 24, he said that you are going to be persecuted and hated and killed because of me. So not because of some other reason, but because of him. So followers in Jesus are going to be killed. My question for you is, are you prepared for that? Are you, are your children, are your grandchildren, if you have grandchildren, prepared for the fact that they may have to face persecution? execution and even death for the name of Christ. And are they ready for this? And this is why I think it's so important that we study this. Jesus wanted us to be warned ahead of time so that we wouldn't fall away during this season. And notice he says here, "How long, sovereign Lord, holy and true, until you judge the inhabitants of the earth on our blood?" In other words, when is your wrath going to be poured out? When is your judgment going to be poured out? So up until now, it obviously hasn't been poured out or they would have been saying, yay, God, thanks for avenging our blood. Thanks for executing justice on the earth. But that's not what they're saying here. He's saying, how long until you finally do it? And it says to each of them, they were given a white robe and they were told to wait a little while longer until what? until the full number of their fellow servants, their brothers and sisters were killed just as they had been. So there will be many who die in the faith during this time. Are you preparing yourself? Are you preparing your kids for this? Because there's going to be a great reward for those who persevere until the end. So let's continue reading with this. And again, you may disagree with me, but this is what the scriptures have to say. And um, I think we have to go with what the scriptures have to say. And it's in total harmony, of, as we have seen before, with the book of Matthew 24 and with Daniel, I believe it's chapter 9. All of these things work in harmony together with the chronology of the events. So let's let the scriptures create our worldview. Let's just do that. Let's let the scriptures tell us what to believe. I watched as he opened the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake. The sun turned black like sackcloth made of goat hair and the whole moon turned blood red. The stars in the sky fell to earth as figs drop from a fig tree when shaken by a strong wind. The heavens receded like a scroll being rolled up. And every mountain and island was removed from its place. And I want to pause here just briefly because this sign is a significant sign. And we did a whole series on this because this sign is probably the most often referenced sign in the Bible. And it's probably also the most overlooked sign in the Bible. People read over it all the time, but don't pay attention to it and take heed of it. It is a marker for us. And the scriptures themselves have told us That God put the sun, moon, and stars in the heavens for us to know the appointed times and seasons. So he says, look at the sun, moon, and stars. Those are for the appointed seasons. This is how you are to know. I am using them as signs for you. And this sign we have seen through the Old Testament is associated with the day of the Lord. And in the New Testament is associated with the Lord's return. Okay, so why? Why are why are the heavens being rolled up like a scroll? Why are the mountains and islands being removed from the, their places? It's because in the Old Testament, the scriptures tell us that only one is going to be exalted in that day, that the islands are going to flee from their place, and only one is going to be exalted in that day. Mountains are going to be laid low because there's only one going to be exalted in that day, and that is the day of Jesus. And this Flies in the face of people that want to believe that Jesus comes back in an invisible way to take his church in an invisible way. Because Jesus said from the very beginning, even the angel said from the very beginning, when Jesus went up into heaven, he said, just like this, this is how it's gonna look when he comes back. And Jesus said, Don't don't believe different people when they tell you other stories of that Jesus is here, Jesus is over there, or that even he came already. He's saying, When I return, it's gonna come like Lightning from one end of the heavens to the other, visible to all in power and great glory. That's what's going to happen when the Lord returns and no one will mistake it. There were those who mistake that mistook it, that did not understand the times when he came the first time. But when he comes the next time, no one will mistake it. There will be no denying it when Jesus comes the next time. And watch what happens here, folks. Verse 15, the kings of the earth, the princes, the generals, the rich and the mighty, and everyone else, both slave and free, hid in the caves and among the rocks and the mountains. And they called to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne. And from the what? From the wrath of the lamb for the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? So we don't have to guess as to when the wrath of God happens. We saw in in the previous seals, the previous five seals, even up until the fifth seal, the martyrs for their faith were saying, God, when is your judgment going to come? And he said, wait a little while longer until the full number of martyrs is going to come in. But after the full number of martyrs has come in, then the sixth seal happens. And that's when we see heaven and earth, heaven, uh, heaven's receding like a scroll. And then we see the sign of the son of man, which you guys, if you have not watched our video series, on the celestial darkening or on Matthew 24, I'll put a link to those because you are not gonna wanna miss out on those. It is so important that you realize the consistency of scripture on these issues so that you know what to look for. And even Thessalonians, I think it is, it says, when you see these things begin to take place, look up for your redemption draws nigh. In other words, you're gonna know, you're gonna see the signs that are happening. And when you see the signs happen, look up. The Bible says that his return is gonna come like a thief for those who aren't looking for the signs But Jesus said, it's for those of us that are looking, it's going to be like the fig tree that we're going to know and see those signs that when the fig tree, when the fig tree begins to send out its shoots and the shoots are tender, we know what time it is. He's saying, you're going to know the season. We may not know the exact hour, but you're going to know the season about those things. And so again, we do not have to interpret. We don't have to, um, Guess for ourselves, when the wrath of the Lord comes, we see right here, it wasn't in the fifth seal, but after the sixth seal, it says, who is going to hide us? Even the unbelievers know this is the wrath of God. Who is going to hide us from the throne and the wrath of the Lord? For great is the day of their wrath, that, for the great day, the great day of the Lord, the day of the Lord, the great day of their wrath has come, and who can withstand it? You guys, we have so much to learn from the book of Revelation and we have so much to to understand from the scriptures, So I just hope and encourage that even if you disagree with me, that you will let the scripture speak into your life about when is the wrath of God. Because the Lord has told us that we are not appointed to wrath, but up until this point, his wrath was not poured out. And we're gonna learn even more about this coming up when we learn about the trumpets. Those are coming up next, you guys. And I cannot wait. I've been studying them like crazy. And I cannot wait to share with you what's coming up in the next chapters. Hey, you know what? If you haven't subscribed yet, this would be a good time to smash that subscribe button down below so that you do not miss any of these books because Revelation is really just ramping up. We're getting going here on it. So um, I can't wait to see you guys on the next video. Until next time, I'm Dana with the Wisdom Calls channel, helping you to understand the Bible better so that you can have a better relationship with God. Have a blessed day.
0: Thank you for listening to the Wisdom Calls podcast. For more exclusive content, visit whatyourpastornevertoldyou.com. Sign up for emails and get updates. Also, there you'll find our Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube channels. Thanks for listening and join us next time.